Hello, friends, and welcome to Experience AV, episode number 10, yes. double digits. I am excited. I am excited. I'm Jim. With me, as ever, is Jeremy. And today, uh, we are going to continue our, well, we're, we're, we're going to be talking about training and professional development and, and hopefully getting into some, some nitty gritty. Um, when last we spoke, we were, we were talking a little bit about how to encourage AV leaders in, in the work spot. And so today we're going to round that out with just some of the, the, the training opportunities that are out there. Um, you know, every, everyone in AV absolutely knows the name of VIXA and Infocom and ICIA. Um, and that is where you definitely go to get the bulk of your AV knowledge, how to design, how to install. Um, but there's a lot more to AV than, than just those, you know, I, I hesitate to say basics, right? Be because it, 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 they get granular, they get very detailed. But then if if you're an AV freak, but you want to become an AV freak, super freak, you know, there, there, there's a lot more stuff out there. But, I mean, before we get into that, Jeremy, how, how, how are you feeling? What, what, what's new? Good, man. I'm feeling good. Good to see you. Um, you know, still enjoying the, the last little bits of winter here in Arizona because it goes by very quickly. I think we're going to see 88 as a, as a high here tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, man, do, break doing... out the scarves and the hats and the, the mittens. Yeah. No. It's see the the Arizona <laughs> the Arizona uniform is is shorts pretty much all year long. And when it's winter time, we throw on a hoodie. You know. So we're about to take the hoodie back off and go back to shorts and t shirts and sandals. You know. Wow. Well, we got slammed with. 18 inches of snow, Whoa. a little bit different than, than 88, but, uh, it was good. That sounds cold. That sounds cold. It, it was cold, man. It was, it was super cold for, for a long while. A lot of fun though. Um, when it snows that much, it's like everything just, everything just stops. The kids go out to the big Hills around us and, and you meet up with all their friends, all your friends at, at the, at the big Hill at the schoolyard. And, uh, and just have a really nice day chatting with people. The kids are doing what they're supposed to be doing, running around, getting tired, getting, you know, eating all sorts of different colored snow and and having fun with their friends. And uh, and, and the adults can just kind of sit back, relax. The kids can all be seen. Everyone's safe. Everyone's good. And the adults can can talk like adults for a little bit. It's uh it's nice. It was it was it was a nice weekend. Did you drag all the uh all the the outs out into the snow for the meeting? Did it happen? We did. It was so awesome. <laughs> it was so awesome. Every time, every time we have a scout meeting in the snow, I always get nervous. You know, they're so little. Are they going to be all right? Are they going to do it? But we legit did uh, compass and map reading yes. with second graders in 16 inches of snow. And we we set up maps. They had to the, so the, the the adventure requirements in Cub Scouts is, you know, you, you've got to find yourself on a map. You've got to pick a, a little hike. You've got to draw your neighborhood, like make your own map and, and then do some other things. And so I had brought paper, but but one of my my den leaders, my co-den leaders said, um, you know, instead of doing it on paper, let's just have them draw it in the snow. I'm like, of course, just draw it in the snow. It, it was it was so good. So kids are drawing their houses 
in snow. Then we took like a little hike through snow and, and the, like literally the, the snow is up to their knees and they are trudging through the snow like troopers and it's pristine snow because who would be crazy enough to get out there? Uh, I, 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 that that makes and me. They so were probably happy. excited, like laughing and having a great. Like this is ever. the best thing ever. <laughs> you took it out of my mouth. Did yes. you also bribe all the parents with more cocoa this year? This this time around. Well, yeah, yeah. No, you, you got. I mean, you got to come prepared with cocoa. I mean, not, sure. not yeah. maybe bribe. Maybe that's the wrong word. <laughs> encourage. Healthy encourage. Ice. Yes. Yeah. Entice. I like that. It, it is funny. It is funny where, you know, obviously the scouts get to get to have them first and then you offer it to the adults and every adult was like, yeah, yeah, hit, hit, hit me one of those, one of those uh, cups of cocoa over there, Jim. We, we, we deserved it. We earned it. It was good. Yeah, I got my own special little sauce to put in this cocoa. We're going to warm right. it up. We're going to warm it up. Right. I love yeah. it. That's awesome, man. Yeah, That's it was, awesome. It was good. I'll tell you what, I, I'm going to, I'm going to soiree us here because I'm also really excited about, Infocom that we actually are going to get to go to Infocom and see all of our friends and fellow AV industry members and contacts and clients and just coming back together for us, right? We had to miss last year. So um, this is going to be the first time in, is it, it's three years we missed last year and the year before, like it's been three yeah. years since we, that, how insane is that? We haven't missed an, uh, an info comment. I don't know how long, but I, I haven't missed one since, since 2001. Wow. <laughs> wow. I've got a lot of folders in my email structure for all the years of you know, Infocom <laughs> correspondence over the years, but even more exciting, you know, we both are going to get the opportunity to teach again this year. I think you are teaching CTSD prep. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. Are you, you co-teaching with anyone? Uh, yes. I'm not exactly sure who yet. They're undoubtedly going to be fantastic and powerful and awesome. Um, but yeah, well, I'll, I'll be co-teaching with someone. I, uh, I'm going to miss you this year in the know, CTSD man. classroom, but I've been invited to teach NAVs, Networked AV Systems, with the powerful Paul Streffen. I love that guy. Pretty excited about that. He's so cool. He's Paul such a cool a, guy. He is. He was a mentor for me uh, early on. He was he was a part of the CTSD training that I went through, you know, him and Tom mm -hmm. Care. Care, mm -hmm. Tom. It's Care. I'm. I'm with you. I understand how to pronounce your last name now. So thank you for those those personal <laughs> comments to help. I cleared that up. Um, not only that, but I'm not going to release what we're going to be talking about. But we submitted to to talk at Infocom on a couple of topics and got accepted. One of them we get to do together. Yes, that's and you're just gonna have to keep listening in and and wait till it's published to to learn more. But but I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited about going to Infocom. I'm really excited to get back in the classroom and bring you know bring knowledge expansion moments to the industry, which I think is just 100 percent relevant to what we're talking about today. Absolutely, so absolutely. With that, kind of kick kick us back. Kick us back. Let's let's get started on on all the wonderfulness that is AV industry training and and beyond. Yeah, yeah. 
So, I mean, you know, obviously we've been talking about Avixa and, and with their certifications, with their breadth of just uh, seminars that are developed and, and taught um, by, by volunteers at, at the shows, I mean, you could learn an incredible amount. Um, but, and, and I, th I think we're all familiar with that, right? You've, you've, you've got the, a lot of it is structured around their, um, ANSI accredited certification. So CTS for, uh, kind of general AV knowledge, they introduce you to how a, a typical project flow goes, who the players are, who the stakeholders are, a little bit about technology, a little bit about audio, a little bit about video and, and just learning what the words are essentially. It, and that's how I see is CTS is agreeing on the vocabulary of the AV industry so that we can all speak a common language. It's almost uh, like it's almost like AV 101 in a way. It. Yeah. Right. Hundred lay, lay the foundation. Yes. Yes. And then obviously CTSD, CTS. Well, hold, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hold you back for just a second since you hit on CTS. Like CTS in your mind, what different job roles does it apply to? I well my take on it is it's really Anyone who needs to talk about AV should have their CTS. And, and I believe that's how they, they push it. And so certainly sales, um, uh, tech support, uh, executives, um, manufacturers, right? Because if you're going to be selling to the AV industry, you should know what the installers and designers are running into. You should be able to talk their language instead of just your black boxes, Um technicians, you know, technicians who might not be lead. I, I guess when you become a lead, you know, that that's when you get into the, the specialized CTSs. But I, I think it's anyone who is expected to be able to intelligently talk about the AV industry. You, you, you really need your CTS. You know, it's, it's interesting. And I, I wanted to pause us for just a moment because, you know, number one, I think these certifications, this training that we're talking about right now is, is, is fundamental. It's fundamental in our industry kind of it's 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 where you start it's one of the mm -hmm. most common places to start for individual development and learning and i say individual versus like business focus yes. you know it's individual skill development and individual learning and i know that you know in our company we've had some folks um, mention the fact that you know i went and took my cts and i don't know how to terminate a cable any better than i did before Right. And I think number one, Avix has done a great job of of maybe correcting the way that it was it was marketed. But I think a lot of people thought early on, well, I'm gonna go take my CTS and I'm gonna know how to install stuff. And that's that's not what yeah. it is, right? No, it it comes back to that 101, right? You might be going to a specialized college for a specialized degree, but you still gotta have your math, you still gotta have your English, you still gotta have like the the fundamental learning. And and so back to your point. It's, it's an overview, uh, a good detailed overview of the entire AV industry. And so I think you're right. I think it's project managers, engineers, yeah. technicians, sales, anybody that's interacting with customers, anyone that's interacting with any part of the project life cycle. I mean, it's interesting because I could almost argue and it's never been common at least in our firm I, i'd be curious if others have have gone down this path but what about like the accounting folks and the administrative folks although they're not 
directly associated with the deployment. They're associated with transactions associated with yeah. AV projects. And that knowledge seems to me to be indispensable in terms of just helping get everybody aligned to how a typical AV project goes. Yeah. And, and it's how it, it'll, it'll, it'll alter and probably improve how they interface with the team, right? Once they know what's going on, it's not just they get a trigger and they send out a PO. It's, it's if they can appreciate and understand what's going on in the project cycle, that just, it's really good for team building. Absolutely. Okay. And thank and, you. Well, no, and, and I, I just want to add one thing. The coolest and most frustrating thing about CTS um, is the language that Vixa has uh, has landed on, you know, because in all the different parts of the world, right? It's not even just all the different parts of the U.S. It's 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 the world. We all have these different ways of explaining, or or uh, we all have different words used in in the project cycle. But Avixa has has drawn a line in the sand, which I think is so important that this is what we are going to call this part of the project. And this is what we are going to call this stakeholder. And this is what we're going to call this task. And 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 just taking that step to have that common language throughout the industry, I think is huge. You know, I, I and I it, it's frustrating, right? Because if if you've been in the business for 20 years and you've been calling something something else besides what Avixa has 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 defined it as, it's frustrating. You have to unlearn what you've been doing for 20 years, relearn it the way Infocom says it and states it and defines it, and then put that into use and 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 pass the test. But also, if if you're going to be doing AV on a global scale you can now use that internationally recognized language to talk about the project, which is incredibly helpful and, and incredibly valuable. You know, you're, you're, yes, well said. I think you're hitting on just a, a very commonly talked about thing in uh, folks that are going after their CTS. And to your point, I don't think it takes being in the industry for 20 years. I think it takes being in the industry for three and a half months you know, yeah. and, and you're right. being exposed to some flavor of project and the way the project is ran. And, and there was a lot of, you know, so for example, design build, a lot of design build firms out there that don't do consultant led or design bid build type projects. And they go to the CTA and they're like, that's not how any of our projects run. Right. It's like, okay, I can appreciate that stance, but I would say it to you like this you take the most complex structured project and you use that as your common reference point and everything else kind of fits into there. So yeah, yeah while you might take it as in a VIXA's mind, which by the way, you call the VIXA Infocom there for a minute. I, I was waiting for it. We were doing so good, but I know, man. That's, it's one, happen. that's one. We're I can't gonna even, that's I one. That's one. That's one. Put a dollar in a jar. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Um, I think the mind is like well it always has to be a design bid build that that's i don't think that's the case but you have to establish like you said that common language that common rhetoric that you can use to drive consistency at a global scale so you know even i i say this empathetically even i when i first got my cts i was like i 
I've never even done a design bid build project. It's all design build. Like, what are they talking about? And and then you go do a design bid build project and you're like, that's exactly what they're talking about. It, <laughs> it's, it's exactly as they described that it was going to be, right? And so, you know, I, I think it's, it's, it's the the 101 stuff it's av 101 it's where you start to get a really good overview of all the types of av happening within our industry yeah and then where do you go right so you were just i I, thank you for letting me slow you down here because i think i appreciate it i think cts is just one of those things that it's what everybody's looking at if you haven't started down the path of learning and knowledge gain. And it's worth noting that, you know, Infocom, and you kind of touched on this a little bit, but it's worth noting that Info, see, Who? Was, yes. yep, that, that was like one and a half, right? Yeah, there. Buck 50. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, VIXA training, right, is not focused on specific products. So it's worth like talking about right now, right? Like where are all the places we can go to get training? There's industry, there's there's industry associations like Avixa, mm-hmm. NSCA. We'll talk about some of those AQAV, and then there's manufacturer specific learning. Yes. Lots of manufacturer specific learning. Yes. So what we're talking about right now, you know, again, it's like you might go into these specialized, like, hey, I want to be a Crestron guy, or I want to be an AMX guy, or I want to learn Extron, right? Like those those very focused training opportunities are available from those manufacturers but the cts again is trying to give a really good broad overview that's not manufacturer specific which i think is important because so often in av we get really manufacturer specific with just about everything that we do and the goal here is not to be manufacturer specific but to be broader than that to be in industry layered if you will or industry uh broad if you will um so then the next step you're you're starting to touch on it what are the next two certifications okay so i got my cts i've got a broad overview of of the industry i've got my foundation built right where do i go what do i do next yeah and and you know a lot of that comes down to what your role is because an investment to to get those next level certifications uh it, it's it's a lot more time the the information is a lot more detailed so it, it's a it's a much larger uh investment than the cts but next is going to be ctsi ctsd right and that's where um you get really deep into what goes in what the science is behind how to install systems properly and how to design systems properly and that's huge. And it, it they're three day classes, you know, um, it, it gets deep, it gets deep. And honestly, it's more than three days, actually. I mean, so, so install oh one God. and install two are both three day classes and yeah. then just the prep, you know, so it's, it's a, it's good to cover Nine. this, you know, I'm loving this as a oh, follow-up man. show to our last show, because right. We talked about how, how epic it was to 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 gain knowledge and to use training as a way to grow AV leaders and to network, right? But this show is about kind of breaking down a little bit more molecularly what is that experience like. And so yeah. 
CTS, for example, when I took it back in the day, it was all online. You did the class online, yep. you did the test online, you could actually like knock it out on a weekend if you kind of gave up your whole weekend yeah. to it now. And now there's three or four classes online that you can take and then you can go take your test, but they're they're now ANSI certified, which huge shout out to Avixa for bringing a internationally recognized certification product to the market that's that's massive but it came with its own set of requirements and the biggest one being a proctored exam right you have to go to an exam house although if i'm not mistaken avixa just came out and said they're allowing exam taking at home like it's a it's an exam it's a proctored exam yeah no this this email just got sent to me so for like cts i'm not sure if it's for cts i or for C- PSD, but they have found a way to provide wow online testing that still satisfies the ANSI requirement. That's just pretty awesome. That's huge. That's huge. Um, Back to the point, though. So CTS, right? You've got AV Essentials. You've got Introduction to AV. You've got you've got you've got several online modules that you can consume, and if that is you know sufficient for you take the test you can go take the test sign up pay the money go sit for it or apparently now be able to get it online Mm. once you get to ctsi let's just focus on ctsi first that was the first certification that i got after cts because of course i was focused on the physical installation of things before i got to the design side um there was install one and there was install there's and we just hosted this a few years ago, we had Mr. Espinosa come out to... Powerful Chuck, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Whew. That beard. and Tattoos on those guys. Jeez. <laughs> so um, we had Chuck come out, and it was a two-part class. So we did install one, and that was a three-day class. And then we did install two, and that was a three-day class. And that okay. is enough. That is... That is enough to prepare... My understanding is that that is enough to prepare you to sit for the CT. Now, just like CTS, if you're not prepared enough off of the online classes or you feel like you need another layer of study, they have CTS prep, which is three days with an instructor power drilling through all the information, you know, trying to give you that extra study time, cram time before taking the test. Same thing with CTSI. You've got install one, you've got install two, and then I think there's a CTSI prep. I, you know, I'm, I, I think there's a, there was at one point a CTSI yeah. prep, but uh, a VIXA, I got it right on that one, you know, has their, their mindset has always been to give the learning. And then if you need that extra layer of prep, you, yeah. you take the, take the prep class. It's, it's a, either in-person or online live instructor led hammering through all the info. Yeah, and and I I thought that was another good move. Yeah, and, and that I I I spaced out because when I took CTSI, it was a week at Fairfax, and it was the same thing with CTSD, where it was two weeks at Fairfax. Um, You're showing your age, Jim. You're I know, I know, uh, but I yeah, like the fact that they the have tablets chiseled in. Just kidding, just <laughs> yes. kidding. Sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, I like the fact that they have um, the prep is because a lot of people only have the opportunity to take these classes at Infocom the show. So if you took CTSD1 
2018 and then two in 2019, you know, by the time you're ready to take the test, you, you, you know, it, it's not fresh in your head. And so the idea is you can take all those in-depth three-day courses, do it right, learn the stuff well, and then right before the test, take that prep class just to bring it all together in in a summary, like an, an executive summary of sorts, and and just kind of keep things top of mind, fresh in your head, so that when when you hit the ground, when you take the test, you're ready to hit the ground running. Yeah. So yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that is the most detailed, uh, dense executive summary I've ever had the honor yeah, to be a part of, especially with CTSD prep. So. CTSD now, so when I took CTSD, they had broken it into three classes. Yes. And they were three classes that were three days each. Yes. And for a minute there, they were doing it boot camp style where you could show up to Fairfax and do nine straight days. So it was over it was the week, then the weekend, and then the following week. And then you'd go home and, and hopefully be prepared to take the test. And if you weren't prepared to take the test, then you, you or if you felt like you just needed a little bit more, you would go to a CTSD prep, which is what you and I have taught. You have taught for many years at Infocom, which is the correct term because it's the show. The show, yes. Yep, all right. Yes. Um, and, and then we've taught the last couple of years. And boy, that is a... That is strapping a fire hose to many heads. Yes. I mean, I'm blown away at how much information we get through in three days. It's it's taking nine days worth of content and slamming through it in three days as a power executive summary, as as you you indicated. Yeah. To prepare for it, and is it's that intense. that's it, right? That's the the and Avixa has done such a good job of producing online content, supporting content. There's math classes. There's other little little classes and modules that you can take that help, you know, just reinforce a lot of those concepts. In fact, they have AV math for design specifically, which I love. I've taken it again recently for some RUs just because, you know, it's math and I like math. Um, but that's that's PTSD path, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then and then that arms you so CTSD, CTSI, that arms you with enough information to to do to do design and install. But using all the industry best practices. Right? Yes. That, that's what yeah. it's designed for is is taking and you know, credit to Avixa for pulling together the best of the best of the best in the industry to contribute to these classes so that it is cross-functional is using every you know every opportunity to bring industry best practice forward right but but it you know and, and and as much as we think that those classes and those certifications are specialized which they are i mean there is a ton of information involved right because you're 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 talking about how to design all av systems so you can't spend a lot of time on a very niche or, or, or particular thing you're it's like you said you're you're it's just a fire hose right and and you're you're just kind of basking in the awesomeness of that fire hose for sure uh, but they don't have like like uh, an example they don't have enough time to really get into how to really eq and balance a room and spend 
two days just on that, right? No, and they they no expect you question. to come. Yeah, they expect you to come prepared with some experience so that they can touch on it. They can they can kind of highlight some of the the, the cool things that and, and make sure all speaking the same language and it has to get done and 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 maybe some samples of it but if you want to learn how to do that you're not going to do that at ctsi right they, they, they just don't have time you you would go someplace else yep like oh my god well glad you asked like uh sanad khan who oh I mean, yes yes Pat brown. Uh, and and the brown pat and brenda brown not only are they some of the, the most wonderful, warm, and nicest people that I've ever come across, but um, the way they are able to talk about audio blows my mind because I'm, I'm struggling to find the words. Uh, I'm, I'm struggling to come up with metaphors and just different ways to explain what's going on with these very complex systems. And Pat Brown just able to to come up with such pure and simple examples and whenever i try to make a, a pure and simple example it is <laughs> it, it's got so many holes it just doesn't work it kind of is related to what i'm talking about but it not not really it's more funny than anything else whereas pat brown's examples they, they're so boiled down so elegant and so simple like that he, he is an artist when it comes to explaining audio. It, it's so impressive to watch. And then in those classes, he's got this incredible set of kit where he, he's a master, he's a pro. He's got all the test equipment. He's got all the demo gear. He, he comes in with three racks wherever he's going. I, you know, I, I don't know how he still has a spine because I, mine would be compressed to, to nothing, you know, but, um, it's just incredible. And then if you go to SynodCon, that's where you take an EQ course, you take an intelligibility course, and you spend two days, a full day, just on that very fine. So whereas CTSD and CTSI are super wide, super broad, and you know, like yeah. enough, you know, I'm not saying shallow in a bad way, but you just got all this information that you got to talk a little bit about. Whereas something like SynodCon, you take a very small slice and really get Go to deep. explore the the depth of it yeah and it's just so much fun and and that's where you start to get a taste of that super freak like audio super freak stuff oh, it, it's so cool using a piezo yeah you know you know <laughs> yeah. so for for the benefit of the listeners right we've we've touched on cts ctsi ctsd these are foundational incredible foundational certifications that prepare you to be, yes. you know, leveraging industry best practices across, quite frankly, the, the wide disciplines that are installation and design within the industry. You kind of hit on audio, right? So, so mm -hmm. it was a good question and, and framing that for just a second. Okay, great. I've just got my CTSI, but I want to go deeper, right? I want to go deeper on something. Audio is a perfect example. And that's where a industry association, is it fair to say that SanadCon's an industry association? I guess they're not. I guess they're, they're, a, they're a company that provides training. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's right. It's industry it's facing training, training, but it's yeah. not. 
it's not an association, but it is right. incredibly well known as basically the go-to if you want to take your audio knowledge to the next level and yes. bring it down to the ground as well. It's not just, you know, high level concepts, the type of stuff you get out of a classroom. It's, it's really practical in terms yeah. of being able to leverage that within your, within your career as tuning audio systems, getting them prepared, being able to test them, being able to verify them, being able to understand on a deep, deep level what's happening from an audio perspective, creating better outcomes. Yeah. yeah. Khan's incredible, incredible, yeah. incredible learning. But only audio focused, right? They do audio at Khan, right? Yes. I mean, yeah, yeah, but there's so much there's so much to audio. There's large room acoustics, there's modeling, there's EQ, there's intelligibility. It it it, it it's dizzy. Right? And 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 they have different seminars on just oh the, the, the their catalog is so impressive and it it just goes on and on. It, it, it they they've curated so much information a just deep deep dive audio stuff that you know it 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 it's uh it's just so wide it's incredible all right so if we've hit the audio side where can you go for the video side is there a place to go to to advance your knowledge in video without going to a manufacturer specific training yeah i mean i i think i have i s f Image Science Image Foundation. Science Foundation. Yeah. yeah. I, I, in my opinion, I, I think they're the go-to for video where they, again, they just go into that deep dive on color balancing, on video technologies, on what's good. And, and I, I think that's Joel Silver and, uh, and the Bronze, Alan and Jonathan Braun. Oh, the bronze are involved with ISF. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. realize. I actually haven't. I have never pursued ISF. That's that's been on the list for a long time, but I haven't been able yeah. to get to it. Yeah, and it, you know, it it's tough because we take video for granted. Um, but man, and and if, if you think about every time you see a video wall out there, like you know, behind a newscaster or or at an event or something like that, I mean, they're supposed to be pristine, right? But then. If if you've done a video wall before, you're always going to notice the the panel that's a little bit out, and especially if they <laughs> at the intersection, like if if a face is spanning a couple of panels, and then my top right quadrant is a little bit tanner or or redder than my top left quadrant, it, it, I, I you know I don't know if most people would notice it or maybe they just expect it at this point, but it is. A lot of people used to think it was an art to to really dial that in, um, but no, it's a science, you know. And 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 that's that's been a, a myth that I've been trying to dispel for a long time. Where um, people used to come in, and you have to hire Joe to balance your, your video walls or your tiles because he's got the eye. And it's like, well, you know, Joe's needed glasses for the past five years, and we have colorimeters for this stuff to to make it a piece of cake. And then that's where you start to notice which manufacturers embrace the science of color balancing, the, the, the science of color measuring, because they're the ones who, when you buy their video walls, send out a, a colorimeter or, or um, some scientific objective method to make sure that the color is balanced in, in a single video wall or when you have multiple displays in the same space. 
And how frustrating is that when you've got two LCDs on the same wall and the colors are funky? You know, I, man, I won't name any names for certain, but um, to your point, right? Dispelling the idea that you can't put a number to these things and and actually brings data to the equation. I remember installing, we staged a video wall and we had, um, we had included the services from the manufacturer for mm -hmm. calibration. And I was really excited because I'm like, yes, we're going to have the calibrator come out from the manufacturer. They're going to do it in our lab. I'm going to learn so much. It's going to be great. And they come out with the remote and I'm like, okay, so what's your process? <laughs> and the person is like, well, yeah, I pretty much just stand here and kind of eye it until they all look the same. And I'm like, no, <laughs> that cannot be your process. That absolutely cannot be your process, right? Um, and then there's other manufacturers where, oh, yeah, no, here's a colorometer. We've built custom software specifically for this. You can profile your displays. And so does so ISF, they do a good job of of and I'm asking because I ha don't have the direct experience, but I'm assuming they do a good job of giving you the tools necessary to bring data regardless of the manufacturer in question. Yeah, they, they have certifications um, and and they it, it's very similar to SynodCon and that they get into the science of the display technology. They teach you, you know. OLED, QLED, LCD, all, all, all the different video technologies, when they're useful, when they're not, um, screen games, you know, front projection screens, rear projection screens, how to, how to really do it right, as well as how to calibrate it and make it look good. So they get into how to design video, how to install video, how to verify video. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. incredible that those two organizations provide that type of I'm gonna non-specific, very specific, but non-manufacturer specific yeah. training yeah. that can be applied to everything because you know, Extron provides incredible <laughs> video training, right? You learn so much, but there's also there's also an element to it that is tailored towards their own products as well as it yeah. should be i mean yeah. I, I mean that's where you go you want to learn how to you know make extron sing as maybe a bad bad analogy that's more, more of an audio analogy but you want to make you do audio too buddy that's hey and control and yeah absolutely <laughs> but to the to the point right you want to make a particular manufacturer's products and solutions work their best you go to the manufacturer to learn about those specific yeah. products but what's powerful about having these non-product specific trainings is being able to bring that knowledge to everything everywhere anytime yeah. because how often are we only working with one manufacturer in our industry very rarely right i mean that that's that's the name of the game in, in av integration is you you should be picking the right box for the particular job. All right, yeah. so we've hit Avixa, we've hit Sanadcon, we've hit Image Science Foundation. These Network. are kind of yeah. These are kind of super technical things, right? They're, yeah. Yeah. they're technical yeah. staff focused. They're. Yes. There are folks that are installing or designing systems. There are folks that are 
commissioning and testing and verifying these systems, right? Figuring the systems at the end of the day, all very tech tech focused. You know, what else is there from the technology side to cover? I think definitely network. Yes. Right. Um, so let's let's hit on that. Where do you go? Yeah. You know, where do you go? Well, I, I could certainly answer this question, but <laughs> where do you go for network training? Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. You know, I, I know a, a few handsome gentlemen who are going to be teaching the NAVS class and uh, at, at Infocom, and that's very exciting. But like we've been talking about, that is three days in depth ish, but it, it's a, a wide breath, uh, but, you know, shallow stuff. So if you, if you want to get deep, I don't know, where, where would you go? So, yeah. And, and it's before we hit on that, it's credit to Infocom. Avixa. It's credit to Avixa. Yep. Two dollars. That's two bucks. Mm -hmm. Two and a half dollars. It's credit to Avixa that they've recognized the need for network specific training within our industry, right? So much of our product is sitting on the network at this point. Uh, my background is is network, pure network. That's that's the world that I came from. So when I came into AV, right, everybody was starting to put Ethernet jacks on the back of their devices, and the AV industry was kind of freaking out a little bit, because prior to that moment, it was it was a special subsystem low voltage network of cabling that made AV work, it didn't require being on the network, you know, uh, for it to work. And, and now today, it did, it does um, require network. So to answer the question, CompTIA, Mm -hmm. is a phenomenal non-manufacturer specific association business that provides training in IT in you know computer hardware network technology network fundamentals kind of to your point again wide and not uh, you know media depth i would say i wouldn't say shallow right because it's hard to go shallow on network there's a lot there to learn <laughs> truly so i would say you know wide and medium depth great foundational learning now cisco oh, and, and comtia are they the avixa of the it world like is that a a safe statement you know, I have to verify that actually. Uh, they might not be a nonprofit organization. They may be uh, a, yeah, 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 yeah. a. They may be a for. Nope. You know what? They're nonprofit. So, got it right here. Looked it up. They are a nonprofit. It is fair to say that CompTIA would be an Evixa-like organization for IT and networking. Absolutely. Hmm. What are you smiling about? Uh, we have. We have some gentlemen who have joined the show uh, in, in Justin and Tom Care, and Tom's coming in hot. <laughs> oh, Tom Care, Mr. <laughs> yes. Care is coming in hot. <laughs> it's coming in hot. Yes. Oh, okay. So, Tom to back to back to the point. Yes. Back to the point. Get off social media, Jim. Sorry. Jeez. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, no Sorry. Justin, so Tom Tom Tia, nonprofit organization, you know really there to help build IT skill sets. They have the Network Plus certification, fantastic. I got my training initially at Cisco because when I started going to school for network training, that was the, that was the, that was where you went. You went to Cisco, Cisco has phenomenal foundation. 
exceptional training that applies to every network in the world. Granted, when it comes time to actually, you know, put put uh, fingers on keys, you're working within Cisco's hardware, and you are definitely learning the 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 Cisco flavored commands, but the underlying primary foundational technologies that you learn in CCNA, for example, is incredible and does set you up as a professional for almost everything you could need to know about networks within the AV industry, right? I don't want to say that, you know, network pros out there go a whole lot farther than the CCNA and the CCIE. They go into security protocols, firewalls, like there's a whole world learning out there that is you know again like comptia has got some foundational stuff and then you tend to go to the manufacturers to get the deeper knowledge um, but ccna man it's still today is recognized as the kind of the go-to you want to you want to build your network muscles and you want to come out the other side feeling confident that you're ready to to talk the talk and interact with IT and network people about the network, the CCNA is is an incredible, incredibly strong certification for that. And and it might be because I'm, I mean, arguably I'm in the IT industry-ish, but I can't think of a more recognized certification than than CCNA. Yep. Right. I mean, I, I know CompTIA has them, but they they don't carry the clout that 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 Cisco's does. They're not easy. The certification yes. is not easy. <laughs> I, I, will, I will say. Um, so that's good. That's that's covering network. And then to the point, right? Uh, Vixa has recognized the need to bring that level of learning or a a subset of that level of learning to their coursework and and created NAVs, right? Network for AV systems, and mm. you know, really helping make it more available for the AV industry to start training those AV muscles. Uh, I'm sorry, those network muscles, because everything we do is sitting on the network. Yeah. What else? What else on the tech side? So what about control? That man, I was racking my brain about that this week. I am sure that there are software development industry associations out there but from my experience it, it's really just been manufacturer training on on that aspect right like they expect you to bring in good programming best practices and and they expect you to know about elegance and 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 uh efficiency from from your own background but i i've only heard of specific manufacturer certifications and training as it applies to av differently or well so yeah i was gonna say right i think historically in our industry there was two big powerhouses in the control system side there's some new players in the game so not discounting sure. anything there but i'm going back i'm going back going back to the gray hairs right and you know dare i say panja right amx Crestron, right? Those are the two big control houses. And while they did use object-oriented programming, it was still very, very proprietary. And if you wanted to learn how to do it, you went to them. 
You went and got certified by Amex. You went and got certified by Crestron. Now we're in a different age now. We are in a different age. And even within those manufacturers, I mean, they are they are starting to open up their APIs yeah. to full stack development, which means you're no longer having to develop inside of Crestron tools or develop inside of AMX tools anymore. You're able to leverage the development tool set that is a much larger, much wider industry that is also responsible for all yeah. the wonderful software applications that run our world at this point. And yeah. so the control world is starting to take a whole big pivot in terms of the types of people that can bring software to bear from an automation perspective. It used to be you were a specialized control system automation programmer and now you've got full stack developers out there. You've got people that are programming in Python, people that are programming in JavaScript, people that are programming in all kinds of different languages. And there's the ability to bring that to bear when it comes to AV systems and control and automation across the board. So I don't know of an AV specific, you know, an AV specific organization that you can go to to get software development outside of like again what we've already talked about but that's the beauty of it you can go take a more generalized software development path for any type of application programming and now those skills are going to be transferable into the av world and being able to use that for automation programming as well yeah and and i thought i thought it was a bold move i, I think i mean crestron kind of flirted with with uh c sharp right and and they, they was simple sharp and and whatnot but um when extron came out and said yeah if, if you want to do anything fancy just do it in python and and that's that's how we're going to roll with with our, our our current control systems i thought it was wildly different but at the same time kind of cool because it it opened it up to like legit software developers you know who, who could really get crazy with it well, I think I think Extron was ahead of their time with that, right? Because I think the in a lot, lot of cases the AV industry was quite ready to pivot um, to to full software development mindset, um, and we're still getting there to, in my opinion, um, to 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 qualify that. But that I, I guess that's part of. But you are only... like just to correct a comment you made, right? Crestron has released, you know, virtual control. It is complete software server programming. It is not program. It it is it is C sharp programming 100% within the Microsoft development toolkits. So that they're they're there and and it's happening quickly. It's happening yeah. very quickly. I mean, I've I've even heard that there's going to be some um, continued push towards open APIs on devices that in the past have been closed off to local ecosystems, mm. which means you're going to be able to leverage really any sort of stack you want from a development perspective and take control of those devices without having to be within a proprietary stack, so to speak. Yeah. And I guess that's only dangerous if AV guys try to reinvent the wheel and get their, you know, Crestron programmers to go out and learn 
Python or, or you know, whatever new programming language instead of going after the people who have that really rich experience with that. Now, you know, to and, be, and trying to play catch up is going to be, it's, it's tricky. Yeah, but there's nobody else in the AV industry that's more suited for it than the control system programmers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's an opportunity yeah. to expand that skill beyond just automation. Now, here's something to be said. Those control system programmers have been fighting AV systems for years and years and years. And that experience is incredibly important, right? You go get a, you can get a software developer to program anything, but unless they understand how that experience needs to go for the user, right? And it's not just software, it's software that's interacting with physical devices in the real world that need to produce a particular experience. And that's where, again, yeah. you know, I, I would encourage the, the control system programmers and developers in our industry to find ways to start embracing, you know, those, those broader development skill sets, because it's going to help you in, in all aspects of what you do. And, and even widen your skill set for future opportunities as well yeah yeah and and you know that that is the cool thing is that um if people are doing proper control system specifications where they've got the ui with all the automation spelled out that transition would be really easy because the experience is going to be in that UI, right? That, that That's where you're going to spend the time. That's where you're going to spend the energy is coming up with just a beautiful, elegant user interface. Uh, and then the under the hood stuff, that could be any language. Right. Farm it out to someone else. And as long as it's spelled out according to your, you know, experience, best practices, your, your, your artistic approach to the problem, I, I think that's a great way to do it. Yeah. Okay, so does that cover the tech? Does that cover the technology? We hit audio, so. we hit video, we hit network, we hit control. control. That's kind of the how to install the stuff, how to design the stuff, how to how to set up audio, how to set up video. Right? There's, there's, you know, again, we're staying outside of the manufacturer specific as much as we can. Mm -hmm. You know, recognizing that we talked about Cisco there for a second. Okay, so how about how about project management? Let's go, you know, this is like a transition where you're you're transitioning from pure tech focus to process and business process focused and, you know, project management, right? What we always like to say uh, is, is process management, right? It's a good way to think about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, P PMI, right? They're, they're, they're the big dog in, in, in that yard. They are. They are. Yeah. PMI, Project Management Institute, PMP. That's the mm -hmm. world global recognized certification for project management. And the beauty of project management is it traverses all industries. Every industry benefits from the, the layered approach of PMI and the concepts apply no matter what your, whether it's a software project whether it's a construction project where whether it's an av project so yeah but pmp's uh it's it's meaty it's meaty it takes a <laughs> yeah. lot right you know to get your pmp not only do you have to have you know a certain number of hours of training and then validate you know um 
test that you have, uh, you know, assimilated the knowledge from that training. There's also hours requirement. Yeah. There's also hours. Yeah. Well, so Tom's like beating me to the punch a little bit here, which is fantastic through, through, through great quotes, which is, which is awesome. But, um, there's a lot of hours also required to get your PMP. So, you know, what can you do in the meantime? And, and, you know, this is where I have to give a shout out to, to Brad Malone, right? So Brad Malone from Navigate Consulting. Yes. Has been, you know, one of the largest proponents of, of professional project management within the AV industry for as long as I can remember. And again, he teaches for Infocom. He teaches a project management class and has taught a project management class for many, many years at the show. And that's the first introduction that I ever got to project management. I remember going to Brad Malone's class at Infocom one year and walked out of that class going, holy shit. I had no idea what project management was. I thought I did, but now I know that I, just how little I knew. And I was so excited to take those concepts back to the company and 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 continue to build our project management office based on those. And that set me on the path for PMP. That set me on the path for PMI. That set me on the path for the pursuit of all things project management concept based. You were going to say something. Tom, again, beat me to the punch because I was going to say that if you want to talk about <laughs> AV super freaks or, or just super freaks in, in, in this AV world that we know, he legit interned with Deming, who is like a quality project management god. And so if you want to talk about pedigree, uh, you know, it, 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 yeah, like like being two, what do they call it? Two, uh, what's that Kevin Bacon game? Two degrees. From Deming through Brad, I mean that is insane to me. That is pretty wild. I mean Deming yeah. is like synonymous with quality, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's totally synonymous. He's the guy. He he he's the guy. He 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 made Japan what it was after World War II. From an automotive industry perspective, yeah, yeah, to be detailed, right? Yes, crazy. Yeah, so shout out to Brad Malone because Big Brad Malone, out. yeah, Brad Malone's been bringing um, quality project management concepts and business process management to the commercial audiovisual industry for as long as I can remember, probably longer than I've even been involved in the industry. And shout out to Navigate, right? Navigate, because again, you know, project management process management it's business management it starts to tie into business processes it starts to tie into quality management and actually this might be a really good segue to well, where do you go to to handle quality where how how is quality handled within our industry there are many ways of course but my my personal favorite is is aqav and and av9000 and and quality bringing that quality management system mentality with av specific language i i haven't seen anything better well let's so expand about upon that a little bit what's what's aqav what what's sure. what, what's offered in the way of learning you know what what can somebody expect to 
to be able to pursue from a learning and professional development perspective. Right. So we, we talked a lot about how to learn, how to design, how to install. Um, but what is missing in a lot of the way people deliver AV is how to make sure that you fulfilled your contractual obligations. And that is quality management. That's that's quality assurance. It's, um, you know, everyone does a really good job installing. Everyone does a really good job designing. I'm absolutely sure. But then when you want to verify that or um, kind of prove that to the client, uh, you do so with AV9000. And, you know, a, a lot of people see it as, as quality control. There's a lot of iterative steps. So it, it get it's, it flirts in that quality assurance realm as well. Um, but it is really how you define when projects are complete. And so AQAV manages that standard. It, it, it's a it's a process based standard uh, of how to it, I mean, so ISO 9000, right, is the internationally recognized standard of quality management. Uh, AV9000 is just an AV-specific um, wrapper around ISO 9000, just to, to bring all that quality management ideal into the AV industry. And so AQAV manages that standard, manages the AV9000 standard quality management for the AV industry. And then they also offer um, two, th uh, two, two and a half currently, possibly three and a half soon, uh, quality management certifications, um, individual certifications, I'll say. And so there's CQT, which is the uh, certified quality technician where you go to learn uh, how to verify a system has been su uh, successfully installed, as well as CQD, certified quality designer, which is where you go to verify that a design will meet the user needs. Um, and so that though, that's how AQAV has split that up. And so those are the the there's also a CQL, which is a certified uh, uh, a quality leader, uh, which is where executives and whatnot who are just kind of dipping their toes into the quality pool can learn about why we do that, you know, and 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 why this quality management stuff is so important. Um, and so those are the individual certifications offered by AQAV. But there's also two company. Um, company-wide, or I'll say location uh, certifications, which is AV9000 compliant and AV9000 certification. And so the AV9000 compliant is a program that uh, it, 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 it's like a, a stepping stone to that AV9000 certification. So if you're AV9000 compliant, um, you swear that you are at least staging and commissioning every single one of your projects that leave your shop and you provide evidence of that and you provide evidence that you have the test equipment and you provide evidence that um, uh, the client has received these documents and has received successfully completed projects from your team. Um, but if you want to take it a step further, that's AV9000 certification where your company gets ISO 9000 certified as well as integrate that AV specific wrapper into your quality management manual, um, into your quality manual. And, uh, and, and that's like the, the premier uh, certification, company-wide certification from AQAV. You know, you know, one of my favorite things is just how much 
process and evidence focus is around AV9000, right? Like there's a lot of great quality out there, but it's being able to look at the body of work. It's being able to look at the evidence that the process was applied, that the discipline was applied throughout the life cycle of the system. So that's, that was a great overview. Um, and, you know, I'll just say one of the things I love about this industry is there is an opportunity to never stop learning. There is so much knowledge to be gained within this industry too. So would you describe CQT, CQD as technical certifications? They are technical for sure. Um, to yeah. verify, to verify yeah. systems are installed appropriately, commissioned and, and configured yeah. appropriately. Yeah. There's an element of needing to to understand the the underlying technical aspects of that. You can't just yeah. and, and especially the CQT, that there's a hands-on aspect to the certification. CQD, I mean it, it's it's I guess technically hands-on. You're you're doing the calculations. You're you're using the spreadsheet. So it, it does get very technical for sure. A lot of math, a lot of is math it, in both. Is it safe to say that as a CQ, let's say, saying on the CQD, the design side, does it teach you how to design, or does it expect that you already have that design knowledge? Yeah. coming into the class. No, it, it. I don't know that a CTSD is a prerequisite. But certainly, design experience is is a prerequisite for the class. Yeah, you you you're you're expected to come in with design experience, design know how. This is just to how to verify that the designs you're putting out will meet your performance specifications and and satisfy the user needs. Well, and I would almost I would almost argue that that while CTSD might not be a hard requirement. It's the only place that I know to go where you learn how to put numbers to your design, yeah, you know, and, and having sure. having spent some quality time in the classroom with a group of engineers that maybe hadn't taken any CTSD classes and thought that they would take the CTSD prep and just be able to pass the class. It's a sobering moment to realize that there's there's a fair amount of quantifying your designs with numbers that is a requirement for ensuring you're able to measure and test that on the on the actual delivery of that system. So um, CTSD for me was the most prolific certification I ever received in my life. I learned more from that certification than any other certification I got. And I was blown away because while I wasn't necessarily a dedicated designer, I was focused on project management. The knowledge that I gained from CTSD made me such a better project manager, such a better installer, such a, every aspect of my career was was improved upon by CTSD. I, I it made me a better, customer facing representative uh, it was just incredible because again it took so much guesswork out it allowed you to start to truly quantify and put numbers to why and give really good standard uh standard responses to why we might do something as opposed to it well it's my opinion and it's going to look good you know yeah that, that was also one of the most fun 
classes I, I think I've taken in in AV. You know, I, I, I think we said at the beginning it was it was a two week in depth thing. You were up at, until like one a.m. working on your individual projects, working on your group projects, and I I met I met people in that class who I, you know I, I think I took eighteen years ago, and and I I still see them. I still say hello to them. We're, we're still really close just because of that experience it, it was it was magical it was really really cool well tom tom was tom care was my primary ctsd teacher and <laughs> when it, 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 mr power you know it cracks me up because I, I went and did the av math um, I'm grumpy, yeah, man. i did, went and took the av math class recently and there's all these videos of animated you know 2d tom talking about <laughs> power which yes. is the best you know please please evicts never take those down they never. are they are amazing never, ever <laughs> okay um Tom's a legend, man. he is he is a legend um well we're at like an hour already i know dude and we could talk about more certifications, right? So I just quickly, before we jump off, I want to touch on NSCA. Yes, of course. Ugh. Here's another industry association, you know, and I, I actually recently talked to them and it was really cool to have a conversation with them because I asked them the question. I said, hey, how's how does your training compare to Avixa's training? Mm -hmm. And the response back was, Avixa is really focused more on the individual and NSCA's training tends to be more focused on the business, right? So it's business learning, business processes, business type resources, which I thought was awesome. And I said, well, how, how nicely complementary is that yeah. in our Super industry, smart. right? And it's worth noting, like we focus so much on technology and technical training. All of this is still a business. You have to run a business, right? There's there's a lot of business knowledge and skill sets that are required to be a successful business person, to be a successful business. So it's not just AV specific technical training, while it's very important to deliver and execute on the product and the solution, there's a number of other skill sets that, that are needed to ensure that your business can be successful. So shout out to NSCA. We hit on SanadCon, we hit on ISF, we've hit on PMI, and and I think we got to give a shout out to to YouTube. Also, YouTube is like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what do you what do you want to learn? <laughs> exactly, it's like the Matrix, man. There are there's and and you know, listen, a lot of it is is terrible. But there are some gent there are super specific <laughs> gems that can be found on YouTube at 2 a.m. Anytime you need it, it's there. And I, I always think it's funny because uh, I, I think that's a big difference between digital natives and us newcomers to this whole web thing is that digital natives will just be like, yeah, I'm, I'm I, I got a question. I am going to ask YouTube because they know all. Uh, whereas, you know, us newcomers are kind of like, oh, yeah, I got to call someone. I got to call a manufacturer. I got to pick up an actual phone, talk to someone. <laughs> no, They've no, already no. figured it out. They've yeah, already figured exactly. It yeah, they, they skipped the intro. <laughs> yeah. Got to the oh, meeting man. and solved it. 
Yeah, 100%. You know, so I threw up the slide real quick just so that everybody, you know, big shout out to the companies that we touched on today. Um, you know, Navigate, we talked about Navigate, which again, Navigate, great project management, great business consulting yeah. at that business level, how to effectively run a a AV business and AV services business. There is so much learning available out there, you know, and I, I would, I would encourage everyone, you know, there are people and incredible talented mentors in this industry that have been, you know, hammering away at the same problems that everybody else is hammering away at. And one of the best ways to get yourself there faster is to go seek that knowledge from other people. So huge shout out to every single company on this slide and every other company and manufacturer that is taking the time to memorialize training and provide it to the industry in a structured way and bring people along. That's what it's all about. Yeah. These are the folks that elevate the industry, right? And it, it, you don't just do things because that's the way we've always done it. Or that's the way Joey taught me, you know, when I was coming up, these are the people who teach you how to justify it, how to explain why we do things. So if, if we want more um, respect in, in the construction industry, if we want to elevate the AV industry to that next level, the, these are the people we should be dealing with. Jim, wow, we blew through that hour. I had a lot of fun talking about professional development and and what a great follow up to yes. last month's episode. Like, how, how do you go about it? Where do you go? Where are the places to go seek that knowledge and and start your path of learning? So, and thank you, thank you for another incredible hour of time. Absolutely, man. This was awesome. All right. Well, I think with that, we'll uh, we'll let the the listeners go and look to see you again next month. Yeah, and and if you're watching us on Facebook or YouTube, please, please, please like and subscribe. It helps us out tremendously. And uh, guess that's it, man. <laughs>